I've been teaching you guys on the grace of God. You know, I want to do some damage, man. I want to do some damage in the darkness, the kingdom of darkness, man. You know, God's people are, are being tossed back and forth like uh, like sailboats without a without a sail on it. You know, and, and it's simply because, as the Bible says, my people perish for the lack of understanding. We perish because we refuse to pick up the Word of God and read and get imparted of what the Spirit has been telling us that we are more than conquerors because of what Christ has done for us. Can't even blame the devil. It's just our laziness of picking up the word of God and just learning. I've been speaking on that. The grace of God has provided us or given us the privilege to come before him and ask. Without trying to qualify ourselves because what he has done on the cross, he already qualified us. What he did on the cross, on dying on the cross, shedding his blood for us, already once and for all, it is settled. Amen. He no longer looks at me as, as has been. He looks at me as his precious one. God. Those that have children here, how many times your kids make mistakes? Do you cast them out? We bring correction, but we never stop loving them. And every opportunity we get, we bless them. And the Bible says, us that being earthly know how to do that. How much more our Heavenly Father, who gave the gift of gifts, His precious Son, that I no longer will have to struggle, but now I can lead and be an example unto many. So this grace is, is, is a lot greater and more powerful than we understand. It gives me or eliminates my excuses of why I can't be or do. Because sincerely, without it, I shouldn't be here. None of us should have been here. Without the grace of God, we would have been out there doing our own thing, heading one direction, straight out. Because that's what we deserve outside of Christ. But in Christ, there's nothing we cannot do. And the, and the enemy doesn't want you to get that simple revelation. See, because if one person gets it, he could do damage into the kingdom of darkness. One can send a thousand. Two will send ten thousand. A room full of believers can turn this neighborhood upside down for Jesus Christ. Twelve disciples turned the world upside down. Twelve. And I believe there's a lot more than twelve in here. Now, you get on fire for Jesus. You know what will happen? Signs of wonders. You know, Jesus says, don't marvel at the things I do. Greater things you will do. How can I do better than my king, than my Lord, than my God? Being the sample. By allowing him to float through you. And you know what stops you? My title tonight, today is, is Only Believe. Because we have a hard time believing that he can love me. See, if you would know what I did, you know, how could he forgive me for what I did? If you understand the lifestyle I have, you know, if only you knew what I am, you know, who I was, that's a lie because God says he looks upon us as the finished product. It says he calls unto us as we already are. Oh, yeah, I'm, give me a few minutes. I'll wake up. I'll get loose. <laughs> so when mommy or daddy who don't really understand or your neighbors or your friends or your homies in the streets title you on something then you walk around thinking well I guess this is what I'm supposed to have been mommy was a liar, poppy was the thief, uncle was this I guess that's what I am but the Bible says uh-uh that's not what I called you that's not what I created you so we're going again trying to qualify ourselves to be who he already qualifies us by the blood of Jesus. Amen. See, when the Father looks upon you, he doesn't see you, he sees the blood. I said, when the Father sees you, he don't see you, he sees the blood. In the Old Testament, when, 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 when they were in Egypt and the angel of death was coming, he saw the blood and he passed by. <laughs> So when he sees the blood upon you, he doesn't bring judgment. He goes, I got to bless them because the blood. 
It's the same principle. You know, God don't change. We don't say, oh, God's doing a new thing. No, we're catching up to Him because He's always been doing it. So if the blood, if I accept the Lord Jesus Christ and the blood is upon me, judgment is not on me no more. He has to pass by me. And if He's passing by me, what's coming forth is the blessings. I'm taking a long way to get where I mean. You guys took my time. But, so. And the only thing that hinders us or can stop us from receiving that is unbelief. The Bible says my people perish for the lack of knowledge, for lack of understanding. Because you don't understand that what Jesus Christ did on the cross, his last words was, it is finished. There's nothing else needs to be done after this. The only thing you need to do is believe. It's like me coming to you with a gift and just saying, well, I, I don't deserve it. Yeah, right. Most people just snatch it out of my hand. But then Jesus says, here, I'm giving you my gift, my salvation, my grace. My salvation, my grace. He, wanted, he doesn't want you to hear this word. It's tough. It's going on. Try and find which way is the best way to come out to without keeping you here all day. There's four, there's, there's four things that, that I wrote down. I've been studying on unbelief and, and how it hinders us and the weapon of the unbelief. And oh, the, oh, so I say the, the benefits of unbelieving. Check this out. Because if you don't believe, you can't receive. So the benefits of unbelief is hindering you from receiving that what God wants to give you. That what God already settled for you, it cannot be released upon you because you don't believe. So that is the benefits of unbelief. Benefits, exactly. That's what the enemy wants you to believe. That since you don't believe what Jesus Christ has done for you, you're going to have to struggle for the rest of your life trying to qualify yourself to be who he already called you to be. And Jesus says, but I did it already. I settled it once and for all. Full entrance of unbelief. Everybody pronounce this word, right? Ignorance. Ignorance. One more time. Ignorance. 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 You know what ignorance is? Don't know. You just don't know. That's all it is. My people perish for the lack of ignorance. is because you don't know. It's one entrance of unbelief. The second entrance of unbelief is disbelief. Disbelief. Disbelief is that you've been taught something and you're having a hard time receiving a new revelation because it goes against tradition. That's disbelief. The third one is natural unbelief. Natural unbelief has to do with your hearing, what you see, how you think, and your emotions. The fourth one is a hardened heart. A hardened heart has not, should I say, is not only from a rebellious person, it's a hardened heart, also a person just cannot receive what's being considered. Here's another hardened heart. When the disciples were with Jesus, and, the, and he, they brought the loaves, and he fed the 5,000 men plus and ch- children. And then after that, they went out. He told them, meet me the other side of, of the ocean, or the sea, or the lake, or whatever. Meet me on the other side. And Jesus came walking on the water. You remember that? He came walking on the water, and they were scared. Is it a ghost? He says, because you did not consider of the miracles that I'd done before, you were scared of me. Their hearts were hardened because they didn't think of what he already done for them. That's a hardened heart. It's not only rebellions. I ain't got time to give all to all this. This will take weeks. But I'm going to stick with one that, has been playing, that I've been playing with for the last month and a half personally. It's the natural unbelief. Natural unbelief. Now I want to go to Matthew. 
He goes, it's something that I had to learn here. Matthew 17, 14. Who got it? 17, 14. Chris, can you give me a light? I can't see. I don't have my glasses. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> give me time to warm up. Matthew seventeen fourteen. Who's got it? Who's we? Who's me? Who's got it? Who's going to read it? Matt? Hey, Tony, here, what up? Sweat up. I got a big mouth. I know you got a big mouth. Hang on to it. Go ahead. 17, 14. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed, for oftentimes he falleth into the fire and often into the water. Continue. To 21. And I brought him to thy disciples... And they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible to you. Howbeit this kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. But this kind goes out, but only by prayer and fasting. So, check this out. Here's the scenario. His disciples were given the power and authority. You see, Matthew 10, 1. He said, he gave them the power against unclean spirit to cast them out and to heal all matters of sickness and all matters of disease. So Jesus Christ already gave them the authority to cast out demons. Right? Not only did he give them the, the, the authority, they put it to practice. This wasn't the first time they tried to cast out a demon. They've been casting out demons with no problem. In the name of Jesus, come out and flee it because they stood in, in, in the faith and what they've been taught. But all of a sudden, now they're coming up with this young man and they're trying to cast the demon out and they can't. And he says, Jesus, why can't we? How many times you guys have one uh, in Jesus' name, I am healed? He says, why, can't I, why, why am I not healed? How many times do you went into a situation and, and you stood in faith and called it out in the name of Jesus and nothing happened? How many times you stood in that same situation and questioned, oh, maybe I need more faith. I'm not being that faithful. I, I need to pray more. I need to fast more. I need to seek more. Because God is awesome. And what he says, his words are yay and amen. So if it didn't come through, that means something I'm, I'm missing. I, I, there's something missing in me. I'm weak. So I need more faith to fulfill what God has called me to do. Come on. How many times you guys said that to yourselves? But put that verse back. Don't take it away. Give me there. Permanent. I want permanent in their minds. <laughs> Man, mom, make me sure I wear my glasses more. <laughs> but he said, okay, but if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, remove hither from yonder, and remove from here to yonder place, and you shall and it shall be and it shall remove. And nothing shall be impossible unto you. How big of your faith did he say you needed? How small is a mustard seed? Okay, so I don't need a lot of faith in the name of Jesus to come out. I just need less unbelief. Okay. 
I said, I don't need much faith. I just need less unbelief. Okay, if I got two horses, the horse of faith and the horse of unbelief, and they both pulling, where am I going? So if I'm standing on the word of God in the name of Jesus, oh man, I need a job. You know, I believe the Bible says in John 10, 10 that he came to give me life and life in abundance. He said, he who acts is not receives not. So I'm going to ask, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking for that job that you have for me. Oh man, I believe in you. are jumping with joy. You're like excited. You know, it, the devil has no place around here because you're slamming. You're, you're so motivated. Then you sit down, turn on the TV, flash. The year 2013 is the year of jobless. The market has crashed. Those who are looking for jobs, forget about the, the, you know, the unemployment line has went sky high. Oh, man, how am I going to find a job? Unbelief just took over. Your whole prayer, everything that you believed in, all the emotion you threw out just went out the window. Because you have two horses pulling and no direction. So unbelief hinders you from being and going and achieving everything God has already said you need to be done. He says, I died for you. He says, you already healed. <laughs> you didn't hear me. He says, you already healed. He said, you're going to get healed. He says, you're already healed. So if you believe that you're healed and don't try to acknowledge or uh, 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 analyze it and figure out how I'm going to get healed, just receive it like a child. That's what he says. Don't come to me as a child. A child has no problem. I could be talking to the press in the United States. Excuse me. Open the refrigerator. Dad! With no problem, interrupt the conversation. We have a problem doing that going before the God. And believing what he's telling us to do or believing what he has for us. So if the sickness is there and I believe and have faith the size of a mustard seed, it must flee. That's what the word of God says. And because I stand firm on what I believe, he says nothing will be impossible for me. Nothing. Nothing will be impossible for you. You say, Elder, how could I do that? You know, you know what I was doing last night? <laughs> I don't know what you were doing last night. And I don't care what you were doing last night. But I can tell you what happened 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago, he hanged up. He hanged it on the cross. Everything, your past, your present, and your future, has already been settled in Christ Jesus. All we have to do is acknowledge it and run with it. Is this slow enough? I'm usually jumping all over the place. I know. I'm trying to keep calm. <clears throat> okay. So, it doesn't take a lot of faith. It just takes less unbelief. Could a person have faith and unbelief at the same time? No? Yes? Not sure? No? Okay. Do you remember the story with the father came to Jesus and asked him to pray for her daughter because she was dying. Remember? And then the servant or friend of the father came running to him and says, don't bother the master. Your daughter, your, your daughter already died. And Jesus turned around looked at the father and says, only believe. And the father's response was, Jesus, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. It can be presence at the same time. But you have the authority to say no. You have the authority to say no. I'm standing on the promise of God. I'm standing on what Jesus says for me. He says he came to give me life and life in abundantly. He also said in John 3, 16, that who should ever believe? We believe that with no problem. Because we believe because we desire the salvation. But after we've received the salvation, now we're trying to struggle by qualifying ourselves for the rest of the blessings. But if you read the next verse, it says, I came to give it to you. We don't have to fight for it. We don't have to qualify ourselves for it. When we walk out of here, all hell out there should be running from us because we have been awakened. Greater is he who resides in us than he resides in the world. If I get to understand truly who I am, then wherever I go, as the Bible says, wherever the sole of my feet touch, I overcome. 
I am the master of that area because who I am representing. So if I'm representing Christ and I believe he is not hindered from my, because of my unbelief because I have rejected my unbelief and accepted what he says about me. He says, it says there is nothing impossible for me to, to accomplish. You know what I love about the Bible? It takes simple guys like me. If I get you a professor in here who has this fluent way of speaking and throws these words without problem left and right, you'll get motivated and you get excited. And it, but when you see someone who has been testifying from you from Jump Street that I was a- unable to do, always didn't believe, uh, I struggled with all kinds of things, and then you're seeing him before you rise up and change and change and change. You cannot even blame the devil when you're refusing to receive what you receive. Natural unbelief. But he says there's only one way to get rid of this. Fasting and praying. All my life, I believed that he meant the demon. I always thought we had to fast and pray to get this demon out. But that's not what he was talking about. We had to fast and pray to, get, to release natural unbelief. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm talking about he already gave them. In Matthew 10, 1, it says he already gave them the authority. They already performed. They already cast out. They already touched and healed. Does God give him portions or does he give? So when he gives you his authority, he's giving you full authority. He doesn't give you a full authority. Then again, check this out. If it was talking about the demon, then it would be unfair for him to say it was unbelief. He could not say to you, it's because you you don't believe. But by the way, you got to fast about that one. He would have been wrong to do that. He from justly had to say, because they took the effort of faith. He would jumpily have to say, I didn't show you this one yet. These kinds you have to fast and pray. He could not say it's because you didn't believe and then say, well, it comes out of fasting and praying. Then at the same time, also, that will eliminate the further verses that he gave us, but I already gave you all, all authority. God doesn't confuse. So when he releases upon you, that's full. You have all power, all authority to achieve everything he called you to do. And if that's not true, he wouldn't say that if you have faith as a much as see, there's nothing impossible you can do. All the evidence. I hope I'm not losing anybody. So if you have the ability to receive that he is your Lord and master and king and your savior, if you believe that he loved you, that you were, that you were a mess, and because of him you have hope, I say don't stop there. Take the, continue in the promises that he has for you. What are the promises he has for you? Life in abundance. Authority to cast out. Authority to heal. Authority to proclaim. God is saying, I finished this and I'm giving you all the power. So now we need to fast and pray against unbelief. The natural body goes against unbelief. I'm going to get funny now. Unbelief. So if I see it, okay. So now I'm going to cast out demon of Nate. (laughs) Come out. (laughs) Also, he throws himself on the floor. I'll give you a scenario of what the disciples saw. And he throws himself on the floor, and he starts foaming in the mouth, and he's crawling all over the floor, and he's gashing his teeth. No, no, no. <laughs> For a second, I'm going, whoa. Instantly, unbelief went in. Because you know what? When Jesus says, come out, he did the same thing. But Jesus said, I said, then he came out. So that's why Jesus said, but what, we did that. What, why didn't it work with us? Because you didn't believe. Because what they saw for that second, they didn't see before. Fear entered. 
and unbelief. So the only way you can do, get rid of unbelief is fasting and praying. See, fasting and praying, there's a mist on it. How, what is used for? Here's one. Fasting and praying is not used to move God in your behalf. Fasting and praying is not used to move the devil. Fasting and praying is only for to get the physical body submitted under the spirit man. That's why when I say, uh, give me a definition of fasting, one guy said, well, I fast from TV. That's nice. You put some discipline upon you, but that has nothing to do with fasting, biblically fasting. Because the body ain't going to go to changes if you don't watch TV. Or you don't use the cell phone this week. But go for a day without eating. See how your body goes to changes. Starts acting like it's dying. So now here comes the person who's believing and says, In Jesus' name, by thy stripes I've been healed. You don't go to nobody. You, put, you believe yourself. You, know, you got the, the, the anointing won't resides within you. So in the name of Jesus, it's, I command healing by thy stripes. And then the body says, hey, this ain't working. I still got the pain. Unbelief. Now you're fighting. But now you're going to fight back. And you tell them, you say to the body, uh, we're going to receive the healing. Shut up. You know, what, you know what the body says to you? Shut up. <laughs> Who are you talking to? So I'm taking the step of faith. <laughs> shut up. I'm still dealing with shut up. <laughs> you never told me. You never took authority over before. Whenever I want to lie, you lied. Whenever I wanted to do something nasty, you did it. Whenever I wanted to eat something, you gave it to me. If you don't, sh- get, if you don't back up now and give me my donut, I'm going to throw a tantrum. See, the physical body has more control of us than we than imagine. How many of you try to pass Dunkin' Donuts and not take something? How many of you, I mentioned fast, and you start begin to shake? And you, you, didn't even, you didn't even have to skip the meal. You're just the thought of skipping the meal, your body goes to shake. Because fasting has nothing to do with moving God. Fasting is, has to do with bringing the physical under alignment. Let me go back to the beginning. When God created man, he created the spirit man. The likeness of God. And then in Genesis 2, he created the physical man out of the dirt. And then he breathed upon him the breath of life. What he did, he took the spirit man and put him inside the physical man. And then he spent time with him. He imparted in his soul. Your soul is compelled of your wisdom, your knowledge, your life experience. God began to teach Adam. As the Bible says, he walked in the cool of the day with him. His wisdom, was, his, 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 his soul was receiving experience and knowledge. Every one of us has experience and knowledge of the world and sin and how we've been living. But God is trying to change that. That's what's called the renewing of the mind and telling you that I didn't create you to operate like this. This is how I created you. Spend time with me for I can impart upon you. So in the beginning, it was the spirit. The soul and the flesh, unity in order. Whatever God told them, Adam was able to do because he believed. There was no space for unbelief. Unbelief entered is when he sinned and there became disorder. Today we're trying to order ourselves back with God without taking proper steps. We only took one. We accepted the Lord and Savior as our Jesus Christ as our God. Our spirit man was back to life, but now we're still struggling with the soul and our physical body. That's why you can get a, a person who loves the Lord, praise the Lord one minute, ten minutes later, cursing you out. Because there's no unity in here. And well, <laughs> Minister, we're praying for unity, unity. And I say, how can we pray for unity if there's no unity? Unity has to start here first. And once I'm operating in unity, then it says there's nothing that will be impossible for me to do because I'll be floating in his anointing. <laughs> How great are things I'll be doing? You guys, Jesus walked on water. We can walk on air. Oh, come on, Elder, slow down. <laughs> Take it easy there. Why? Only fear and unbelief hinders you from achieving that what God called you to do. Adam didn't walk in the garden. He hovered. I can't believe that. That's the problem you have. You don't believe. <laughs> Me 
me too. <laughs> no more train. <laughs> Who was I? Oh, I'm hovering. <laughs> okay, so back to fasting. The body just fought with you because you never took authority over it before. And it goes submit to you just because you say so. You got to put them on the check. It's like disciplining your child. Didn't I tell you not to do that again? Now I got to punish you. Didn't I tell you to accept the word of God? Now I got to punish you. No food. Just the thought. We haven't, we haven't cut the food yet. Just the thought of not eating. I don't know if I can do that, Elder. And then some of them, oh, no, my doctor said I can't do that. <laughs> we come with all kinds of excuses not to realign ourselves, but then, Lord, fill me. Lord, have your way with me. Align yourself. Align yourself. Align yourself. Check this out. I gave you the scenario of one who doesn't take control over his physical. Now, here's another one. guy who takes control, who's fasting and praying at times with the right understanding. Not fasting and praying to have God move in his behalf. You don't need to have your fast to make God move. He's waiting to move in your behalf. If you actually get the understanding, he already did everything he needs to do. It's us. So now here I am. In Jesus' name. Healed. By thy stripes I am healed. <laughs> he goes, I don't know. Hey, I said heal. Or oh, another day of fasting. You know what the body says? I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. It begins to align itself with you because it doesn't want to get tortured. Come in charge. Now the body is aligning itself with the soul man which is your emotions, which is being aligned by your spirit man, who is being led by the Holy Spirit himself. Then faith as a much as see can tell a mountain, move. Let me tell you something about that mountain. It's not only a physical mountain, but it's the mountain that's hindering you from being who God called you to be. You've been and been whatever... Past life you will have a lesbian, a homosexual, a thief, a liar, a murderer. That 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 mountain that you, you, you can't let anybody know because if they knew what I was, they'll never accept me. But who I am by Christ is a life from hell. So when you stand on faith, you can depart, and no longer that brand, that title that the enemy wants to keep on you, God removes it because of your belief. Then you can stand up and rise and be who called called you to be. Then you become that child that walks into the, into the kitchen, no matter, the pastor's here is talking to, to the congressman, and like the child can come in, excuse me, Pat, refrigerator, and run out, because a kid doesn't think about it. P pastor uh, Bishop um, T.D. Jakes, one of my mentors who doesn't even know me, <laughs> T.D. Jakes, um, they were honoring him, and everybody was sending him cards and stuff, and it says, to the bishop, T.D.J., and to the bishop, and this and that. And he got a card from his son. He says, to the bishop, my dad, T.D.J. Yeah, my dad, my dad. Your dad says he settled your account. Your dad says he settled your account. Grace was released upon you. That means <laughs> the blood... <laughs> It's on you. That means judgment passes you because what his son has done on the cross for you. So now you're free from the guilt. You're free from trying to qualify what God says you already are. So now you don't have to fight or invest so much time in trying to look good before God. All you have to do is look good before God. All you have to come and worship him. All you have to do now is spend time with him. It's marriage. Those who are married and, uh, and struggling and, and those who want to get married, you sure? Are struggling. <laughs> it's a good thing. The Bible says, uh, yeah, I'm going to cover it, but you ready? The Bible says that it, <laughs> he who finds a wife finds a good thing. Was that good, baby? <laughs> but it's a marriage. And it's not 
Ain't no kitchen, man. It's not all sex. It's not all sex. That's the after flow of the benefits of the marriage. It's supposed to come together in agreement. It's supposed to be walking and working for the same goals and desires. That you two actually become one. That when, when they see me, they see my wife. When the, my wife's there, if I'm not there, when they see her, they see me because we're one. Oh, we need to do this. I got to check with my wife. Babe, we're free. She does the same because we're one. Hey, I'm the man. You do what I say. Yeah, right. Time to change. Wake up. Smell the coffee. We've been delivered from slavery of mentality. We've been delivered. We've been delivered. Girls like me now. <laughs> We've been delivered. So the only thing that can hold you back is, listen, stop blaming that devil. He ain't got nothing to do. He's been defeated already. He's tired. He's locked up. Remember I told you about the bulldog without teeth? He's trying to gum you. He's still got a loud, but he's gumming you. But we believe that he's fighting us. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, you know, I've been, oh, what a day. I've been fighting with the devil all day. Really? Really? You've been fighting with the devil all day? Really? We're no match for him. We are no match for him. He could take us like this. Like this he could take us. Us. But he can't take him. So when we move in his authority, he fleets. When we move in his authority, he fleets. We don't flee. When we move in his authority, he releases everything that he stole for us in ten times. So that's operating in what we believe. And, and the beauty of it is like my granddaughter, she's downstairs. She comes to dad, grandpa, grandpa, what baby? Uh, let's go to Toys R Us. You got money? No. But we're going, to, we're going to Toys R Us, right? I'm compelled to take my granddaughter. Now, now I say, okay, you got to learn a little principle here. Slow down, you know. But I got to bless her. Same thing with God. Father, especially when we ask for that, what he wants to give us anyway. Come on. I want, I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to, but you're not letting me. I believe. I, I want to move in your anointing. I want you to. That's why I created you. That's why I sent my son for. I want to be able to speak in tongue and, and, and come against it. Yeah. I want you to, I'm waiting for you to move. The only thing that's stopping you from achieving or moving any of those areas is your unbelief. Didn't say because you're perfect. Because last night, I, 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 I scenario. <laughs> Last night I was driving down the road, had two beers, and cut somebody off and gave the finger to the police officer. But today I'm preaching about faith. Yeah, right. But I'm saying, if I did that, which I didn't, okay, let's get this straight. Uh, <laughs> Oh, man, how could I preach to my brothers and sisters that they knew what I was doing last night? Oh, oh, it ain't about me. If I'm good or not, it has nothing to do with the message or the word of God. The word of God is, period. So if, if the word of God is, I don't have to continue to go to condemnation because I missed the target. Because the only one that brings condemnation is the devil himself. Because he wants to keep you in the box, coming to church, praising God, going home, frustrated, going to your job, cursing, oh, yes, no, up and down, and coming next Sunday, if you show up the following Sunday, oh, Jesus, help me, fill me, fill me, walk out the door, cursing again. He wants to keep you in that religious box, never being effective. But if you believe and understand and receive what he has done for you, you don't have a box. He's in the box. He's the prisoner. He's the one who's been defeated. Our title is more than a conqueror. Because our older brother, Jesus Christ, defeated him already. Stole the key, ripped the key of authority off him and gave it to us. We have all power to come against our enemy. All authority to heal every disease. All authority. Yeah, but Elder, I've been praying. And, and nothing's happening. But have you been believing what you're praying for? 
I want a child with my wife. I want a child, but I'm not spending time. Is it going to happen? Must be spending time. I got five kids, so <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. That's not quality. Oh, my, I'm going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a dog house. I'm the priesthood of the house. <laughs> Hi, baby. <laughs> You know, I, I read something in the Amplify in Hebrew 11, and we all know this verse. I'm going to write it away in regular verses. It says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Amplify, faith perceiving as real facts what is not revealed to the senses. Say that again? Yeah. You went over you? Okay. Faith perceiving as real facts, what is not revealed to the senses, to the eye, to the hearing, to the mindsets that we have. The Bible says that we have to exercise our senses, have it submit under the authority of God. You guys are quiet, man. I'm just chewing on this one. Yeah? Any questions? It's not a question, but okay. <laughs> she says, keep going. Oh, you got it up there. Cool. Thank you. It's teamwork. In 2 Peter 1, 2 Peter 1, 1 to 4, 1 to 9. I'm just going to read 9. I want you to write that down. Look it up. It says, to them that has attained like precious faith with us through the, to the righteousness of God and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What is he saying there? The apostles are writing this. What is he saying there? To you who had obtained the Christ-like faith to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. There's two types of faith. There's the faith to believe for salvation, my portion. And then the portion that God gives us, his supernatural, operational faith. See how good God is? It's no longer now depending on you believing totally. Just stand believe. You say, oh, you believe me? Do you believe me? You believe I'm going to be there? Receive. Now that you receive, I got a demand on that, what I just gave you. Now go over there and heal. Not on your faith, on my faith. That Christ-like faith that I have given you. I give you the authority that releases the anointing, that casts out the unclean spirits, that heals all manners of diseases. Oh, man, you see that man, the way he preaches? Man, he passed by, he laid hands, he, it was never him. It was the Christ-like faith that was released upon him because he made himself available to God to operate through. See, that's why man can never take credit for what he's doing. All man can take credit is, I made myself available. And Jesus Christ gets all the glory. We get the victory. So if you're struggling with something, stop beating yourself. Stop beating yourself because you feel you don't have enough faith. Stop going, start listening, ready, to what you're listening. Because the Word of God says this and you hear it, but it's also you're hearing something this side that's going contrary to what the Word of God is saying. Oh, but the Word of God, yeah, but, you know, this, but the Word of God says, yeah. Catch what that yeah is and come against it in the name of Jesus. Empty that bottle. Empty yourself of that and receive and stay on this. 
and it says that it will be nothing impossible for you. It's amazing. I keep going back to the same thing because it's amazing because God wants to wake you up and make you dangerous. God don't make firecrackers. He makes bazookas, TNTs. You know, he don't make little guns. He makes machine guns. You know, he don't do pops. He goes, boof. Hey, translate that one. <laughs> he don't. He don't. It's not the way he works. It's not the way he operates. We make the firecracker. We make the firecracker. We're talking about. We make the firecracker with our unbelief. God unlaunched an attack in the area against all demons and principalities of the area. But we only cast out one demon because we made a pop out of his boom. See, the Bible it says that when the light shows, darkness has to leave. I have one more thing. When the real light shows up, darkness has to leave. See, when the real light shows up, it, 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 it's not levels of light. It's light. Like the dim light to light to dark. No, light. Boom. You said before the father of gifts? From the father above? You know, he says that. What's the rest of the part of that verse? Come on, man. Come on. The Father of Lights. Okay. Thank you. Father of Lights. He is the light. What is the light? The truth, the revelation, right? Light. He says, could I be funny about this? He says that when he shows up, he tells the son, chill out. S U N. I got this. I don't need you to light my past. My face will light up the past. My revelation will light. Doesn't the Bible says that, that the word of God should be like a, a, a light upon our feet? So when the true light shows up, there's a transformation that happens here. Whoa. Wait a minute. Well, he been lying to me. You know when you're going to work and you find out that Job been spreading some lies and the people finally snap. Oh, wait a minute. It's been a lie what they've been saying about you. All of a sudden, like, wow, that's what happens to you when the true light shows up, the true revelation. Wait a minute. I'm not a prisoner. I, I'm not sick. I, I'm not bound. Wait a minute. There is hope in Jesus Christ. There, there's illumination. Well, guess what? There's illumination happening here now. He's saying that if you continue to hang on to the dim light, you'll never receive the true light. Dim light must be removed. Take that switch out and just leave light. And the light is the truth that will set you free. And the truth is that he settled the account once and for all for you. All you need to do is believe who he is. Again, taking yourself out of the picture. Believe what he has done for you 2,000 years ago on the cross. And if once I believe, as small as a mustard seed, I can tell demons, flee, and they will flee. With fear. In the book of Deuteronomy, it says that he comes at you in one direction and fleets in several. Because he acknowledges that you have been awakened. The true light is being exposed. So he has to flee because it says that he has to submit to the great one that resides within you. And he doesn't want to submit, so he flees. So that way, that's why every place we go, we conquer. Because darkness disappears because true light appears. And the only way he could do that if you have un. Believe. It's big. Unbelief has been robbing God's people for from since the beginning of time. Since the beginning of time, He's been robbing us with lies, with tradition, with religion. You know, when I taught you guys about grace, it took me a while to study that because I couldn't receive it. Because my religious mind didn't let me. I fought with my wife. Honey, look what he said. He, 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 it's right there. What, guys, he, he's off. 
So instead of fighting it, I bought it. I said, okay, Lord, show me. Make yourself available for true light to come in. I read it, and I read it, and I read it, and I read it. I read it 15 times. On the last 15 times, when beep, oh, I get it. I was wrong. Recovery begins in your acknowledgement that you're wrong. And once you understand that you were wrong, you were taught wrong, you were guided wrong, you don't go against the people, you just go into the right. I always thought he was talking about demons. Now I understand he was talking about my ignorance, about my unbelief. I always thought I was unable, but now I understand I could do all things to Christ who strengthens me. I always thought I will never be qualified because of my past, but I understand now because what he has done 2,000 years ago on the cross, I am qualified because the blood is upon me. Because I consider, because I consider what he has done and don't consider what I have, what I have been doing because I consider what he has done, I can achieve. So again, I'm not going on my ability or strength. I'm just making myself available to the true light. And then transformation begins to happen. And all of a sudden, that what was isn't no more, but what is what he called to be. Oof. Stay tuned next week. <laughs> Pastor Victor and Sarah. I hope I didn't lost anybody, confused anybody. I hope I gave you some light, some understanding. I hope you take this and go home and start praying. Lord, show me what I've been listening to. Because, you know, subconsciously your mind speaks to you. That inner voice, when somebody prays over you and says, so say the Lord, you're going to do it, and you walk away, you're like, you're right, he wasn't talking about me. That inner voice just disqualified everything with the Lord just spread over you. Or, better yet, let me say that, disqualified, hindered, postponed. God said, they're not ready. I got to bring it back over here. Oh, he's getting, no, he's not ready. Wait a minute, but she is. That's what unbelief does. Hinders you from receiving that one he wants to give you.